the um, final um, bit of the real love chapter that we want to look at this morning, the sentence that I want to focus in this morning is 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8, which says, love never ends. Um, I want to share with you a few thoughts that kind of have pulled together over the last few weeks from a variety of different places and to refresh some things that we've looked at in the past. And um, also, to, I'm grateful to Adrian, who spoke a couple of weeks ago at the gathering um, on a Wednesday evening. If you remember, he had all his props with his shelter and uh, all the things that he was doing. And it stirred up some really great group discussion and led me on to some of the thoughts that I have today. And also, I've had some conversations with different people throughout this week. And it's all kind of pulled together, a similar thread, um, pulling together this final line today. Firstly, I really believe that God wants to remind us again that he is the God of transformation, that God is the God of transformation, and he can take a life and he can totally turn it around. Nothing is impossible for God. And I think that we really need to understand and remember that this morning. You know, churches can't change people. Churches can't change people. Simply coming to church doesn't bring transformation. And I'm sure you've heard it said many times before, and it's said on the Alpha course lots. You know, coming to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Okay, that's not, church can't bring that transformation. Only God can bring the transformation. God chooses to use the church to share his love, to um, bring his love and, and share it with those around. But it's God and only God who can bring that transformation and only God can do the impossible. God is the God of the miraculous. So I want to read a passage from John chapter 13, verse 31 today. Um, you can turn to it in your Bibles and it will also be up on the screens in a moment. I want to just put it into context, this passage, just a little bit this morning. Um, Jesus is about to leave earth and uh, what he's doing is giving the guidelines for the future. He's pointing us in the right direction, pointing his disciples to how the future might look. This is how I want you to look. This is how I want the church to look. This is how I want our identity to be from now on. So pay attention to this because this is what I want us to be um, in the future. And it's really important to understand that just before Jesus said these, these words, Um, he was let down. Someone really let him down. He was let down. And then he said this to his disciples, and then he was let down again by someone else. And so if you're thinking this morning, oh, this passage kind of, you know, I've got really good reason not to show love to someone, then it kind of just blows that out of the water because Jesus here himself is speaking out of a place of being let down and being disappointed. So let's read together. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. Here you go. This is the bit I want to think about this morning. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
Now, you've probably heard that verse spoken or said many, many times before. But when I read this this week, I was just struck again how clear and how simple Jesus's words are. They're not flowery. They're very direct. He simply says, love one another. How much in our lives do we complicate things? Do we add things into our faith to say what we should and shouldn't do, the way we should be living our lives? And yet Jesus makes it really, really straightforward. He says, love one another. That's what he says here. He says it to us as a church. He says it to us as a church. It's not how amazing your social media looks. It's not how much money you have in your bank account when you come to the budget meeting, okay? It's not um, how many people drive past and say, wow, your car park is always full. Although those things are great, Jesus said, the command that I want you to focus on is to love the person next to you. The person sitting next to you this morning, the person sitting behind you, the person sitting in front of you. Love one another. That's what Jesus says. And this morning, I really want us to understand um, this point, that this is our identity. This is how we are to be known when people look at us. We're a people who love one another. Jesus was having a conversation, and this is what he was saying. Imagine him gathering um, these disciples, these guys around him, and he's saying, guys, listen, this is us. This is who we are. This is who we are. This is us. We love people. And throughout the New Testament, time and time again, we see Jesus saying, no, 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 that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. Redirecting people into a way of love. The only way is love. You know, this afternoon, we're going to start um, decorating the van for Christmas, okay? So we've got this Christmas project coming up, and we thought about bus, and we said, let's do a mobile cafe, and we kind of looked for a bus, and we looked for all sorts of things, and then we suddenly realized, actually, we have this van sat out in the car park that we can use, okay? So we're going to transform um, the van this afternoon with some of the young people, and it's going to be so good, You know, you can smell lunch. Sorry, that's what's cooking at the moment. Lunch is cooking for our youth (laughs) at the moment, so it wafts through. Um, But it's going to be so good over the next few weeks to get out and to meet people over this Christmas period. It's going to be so good. Why on earth? Why on earth would we go out in a beat-up old van? Someone said this morning, can we all just pile in the back? You know, it'd be quite fun to. I don't think we'd get away with it. But um, we just pile up in the back of an old beat-up old van in the cold. You know, we're cold in here. It's going to be cold out there. You know, serving tea and coffee, chatting to people. Why would we do it? On paper, it sounds ridiculous. But it's simple because we want to share the love of Jesus in our community. That's what we want to do this Christmas. We want to be known for our love. And the great thing about the van is that we can go into the areas that are not quite so glamorous, that are not quite so pretty, that are not quite the decorated nice high street. Okay, we can go into all sorts of places. So get ready, okay, because we're going to get out and go and uh, meet people where they're at. And why is that so important? 
Why is it so important that we do that? It's so important because we are called to fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. We're called to defend those who cannot defend themselves. We're called to be a voice for those who have no voice. We reach out to those that nobody else is talking to. You know, we prayed this morning for those who might be feeling lonely. You know, it's those people that we can meet, that we can reach, who won't walk in through the doors here. We can go out. We can share the love of Jesus in our community. We can stand in the gap for those who are yet to know Jesus. And that is our identity. That is us. That is who we are here at Shiloh. Jesus didn't speak to the disciples about being known for reaching the world. He didn't say that people will know you for how many souls have been saved. Jesus said people will know that you're my disciples by watching the way that you love each other. You will be known for being my disciples for the way in which you love each other. You love each other for your love. And this is great news, you know. It's really good news. I don't know if you've been like me, but if you watch the news, it's just like, oh, you know, years ago, I'm talking about years ago because I'm really old, you used to watch the news and at the end they'd give you a good story to kind of finish on a good note, didn't they? Now there's none. doesn't seem to be any. It just seems to just be like overwhelming, really. Tragedy after tragedy. And it can seem too big and seems like we can't possibly make a difference in our world right now. And in many ways, we're right. That's right. The problems are so big and overwhelming. But then we read, here is the new command. I give you love one another. That's what's going to bring the transformation. That's what's going to change things. Jesus isn't even talking about loving people outside the church or loving those that we don't like. He's saying love one another. He was saying to the disciples, love each other. That's how people will know that you're my disciples, because you love one another. He's talking about each one of us loving and supporting and caring for one another. And you know, as the days go on, we don't know what's going to happen. We are living in uncertain times, you know. Um, But over the last two lockdowns that we had, Um, over the past couple of years. It was just so beautiful to watch the church loving one another, supporting one another, sending messages, cards, phone calls, praying for one another. You know, that's what we can do. There are many people not here who aren't here this morning who would normally be here. They've messaged in to say that there are all sorts of things going on at the moment. Let's be wary. Let's think about each other, what's going on. Let's support and love one another. I wonder what would happen if we were known, not for our sermons or for our worship or, you know, people say to me, what a wonderful car park you've got at Shiloh. It is a great car park, but let's not be known for that. Or for our cakes, you know, wonderful cakes you make. That's all fantastic and it's all great. But I wonder what might happen if people started chatting about what's happening inside. Those people really love, love you when you walk in the door. I really feel loved and I really feel accepted. They don't know anything else about the church, but they know that when they come, they feel loved. Wouldn't it be great if that was the talk in our community? And can I encourage you that it's really starting to happen? I spoke to someone this week. I met with someone for coffee and they said they usually come to the cafe 
but they haven't been able to come because uh, they, they've been working. And they said, I've really got to rearrange my hours so that I can get back to coming up to Wednesday Cafe because I really miss my weekly love top-up. That was her words. I would miss my weekly love top-up. Isn't it lovely that people come just to the cafe and feel like they get that little love top-up? That's fantastic if that's what we can be known for. So I briefly want to look at some verses, really. Um, it's quite a lot of verses. I'll be jumping around for a moment to think about the importance of how love never ends. Love never ends. It never gives up. We sing that song. Sometimes I want to sing this song never ends. It never gives up. It never keeps going on and on and on and on it goes. But um, God's love goes on and on and on. It never, ever ends. So we're going to have a look at some verses just to demonstrate um, God's love to us and the love that we can show to one another. So God tells us in Jeremiah 31 verse 3, this is one of my favorite verses, that he loves us with an everlasting love and with loving kindness. Isn't that a wonderful word? I love that word, loving kindness. It just sums everything up to me, loving kindness. If we can show people loving kindness, the love that God has for each one of us goes back further than you could ever imagine. It goes back before you were even born. God in his great love chose you to be his child. He chooses you to be his child. God chose you personally and loved you as though you were the only person on this earth. God chose you and he loves you. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. Today, do you really believe that God chooses you? He chooses you. He loves you and he chooses you. Do we believe that God the Father loves Jesus the Son? Of course we do. Of course we believe that God loves Jesus. And yet the Bible tells us that God loves us as much as he loves his own son. He loves us as much as he loves Jesus. What an awesome thought that is this morning to sink in. God loves us that much. Jesus prayed in John 17 to the Father these words, may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. God loves us just as much and that's very easy to say but God showed it to us because in Romans 5 verse 8 it says God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners Christ died for us. And then again, a verse we know so well, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. It wasn't just the world that God loved, it was you. It was you. Sitting here this morning, God loves you. Paul wrote, God loved me and gave himself for me. And no matter what, we have the promise, this beautiful promise that we find in Romans 8, verse 38, that nothing we can ever do can separate us from the love of God. I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, 
neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. That is an awesome thought this morning. Nothing we can do, no person, nothing that can can ever come against us can separate us from the incredible love of God. Nothing or no one will ever stop God from loving you. So if you're sitting here this morning thinking, but I've done this, it doesn't matter. Nothing we can do or no one can ever separate us from God's love. Sometimes I think there's times in our lives when we, th- when we think that maybe God's forgotten us, or maybe his love has given up on us in some way. I always say that Martin and I are really blessed because we have four children in our family. We have three here on earth and one um, who is enjoying all the goodness of eternity with Jesus already. 13 um, years ago it was now, our precious little daughter went straight to be with Jesus after I'd carried her, had the privilege of carrying her for nine months. Um, She went to be with Jesus and that was a very difficult time for all of us as a family. And I can distinctly remember the hardest part for me was coming into church and singing one particular song. And I battled with it for many months. And it was this. Oh, no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh, no, you never let go in every high and every low. You never let go of me. And I can remember thinking, but God, you did let go. You let go of me. You let go of Martin, you let go of my children, you let go of us in that moment. And I found it really hard and had to battle through the feeling of actually, where were you, God, in that moment? Where were you, God? You know, it was a real struggle at the time when we needed you most. And the one thing that really helped me to understand how deep, how vast, how overwhelming the love of God is, and to come to a place of peace was love, God's love demonstrated to us and our family through my church family here at Shiloh, through you, through you who are hanging on for us, who are demonstrating God's love for us every single day with words and pictures and encouragement. You, you showed us what it was to have a love that was faithful, a love that never ends, a love that holds in there when we're at our lowest. That's what held us in through those times. God's love being demonstrated through his people, through when we were at our lowest. How can we demonstrate that kind of love to one another? That's the kind of love we need to be showing to one another. Firstly, we need to understand the depth of love that God has for us. If we can understand the depth of love that God has for each one of us, then that's how we can share that love with those around us. Can you imagine for a moment if our island community was hit this Christmas throughout the year by a tidal wave of God's love, an overwhelming sense of God's love in our island? 
that love, people loving with extravagant, overwhelming, faithful, never-ending love towards one another. A love that they first have received themselves from God the Father. If we were demonstrating that kind of love in our community, you know, I really believe we wouldn't have buildings big enough to contain what God was doing. It would be overwhelming. We wouldn't know what to do with all the people coming to know Jesus. Because Jesus himself says that radical kind of extravagant love, it's explosive. It sets things off when we demonstrate that kind of love towards one another. We need to go back and discover the essence of what Jesus was talking about here. If we simply want to run a slick church with amazing sermons and great worship every week, but has no soul, no heart, no love for one another, that's not us. That's not our identity. We might as well just go and be entertained each week at the theatre. We want to be a community that loves one another. That's what I absolutely love about the van. The bus is going to have a transformation to bring transformation. That's, that's the picture of the bus. And that's the same with us too. Our lives transform so we can, we can bring that transformation to those around us. That's what I'm so excited about. It's the repair shop picture that people had the other week. You know, the repair shop on the television, two people in the same week had the picture of Shiloh being like the repair shop where people can come and go out renewed, restored, repurposed. It's fantastic. If we become a church that points its finger at every single problem but doesn't offer a solution, that's not us. That's not us. We want to be a community of love. This is us. We're the ones who are going to pick you up when you've fallen down. We're the ones who are going to cover your back when no one else will. We're going to provide you with the resources that you need, whether it's through hampers or food bank or clothes. What is it that you really need? We're going to be the ones who are going to help you get back on your feet. We are going to love you with an everlasting love, even though, even though you let us down time and time and time and time again. We're not going to say, oh, it's them again. We're going to keep on loving you. Because that's what God does to us, doesn't he? Because we let him down time and time and time again. But he keeps on putting his arms around us and continues to love us. We might not look the same and people might think we're a bit odd and different. But you know what? We're going to have more intimate times with Jesus as we start loving in a radical way. We'll have more intimate times with Jesus because when we meet a need, then we experience his grace. And we experience it too. That's the amazing thing. When there's failure, we experience hope, God's hope in people's lives. When we don't have what it takes in our own strength, God gives us his strength to keep going and to keep doing it. We become closer and more like Jesus. You know, the real picture of love that we've been looking at over the past six weeks, that's our identity It's who we are. It's who we want to be for our community and those around us. And I honestly believe that there is no better message to take to this uncertain, changing world, full of fear and anxiety at the moment, than to take a message of love, to be a people of love in our community at this time. 
That's what we've been talking about over the past six weeks, demonstrating the real love of God to those around us.